Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for listening to the morning chill. Um, we have a special treat for you this morning. Um, with me in the morning chill studio, which is my basement, I have Vance McDaniel's. What's up, Vance? Oh, not much. Yeah, I'm doing good. How's it going? Doing really good. Pretty well. And this gloomy morning. It's beautiful. Yeah, right? It makes me want to just take a nap, change in my onesie, and just <laughs> get real comfortable. <laughs> but um, the, he, You gave me the wrong picture. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm not afraid to rock a, one, a onesie, so <laughs> I like being comfy. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's still, we're still blessed, right? It's yep. still a nice day. It's another day of life. And so, um, yeah, um, we have Vance here. He brought a couple of coffees for us. He's sipping on uh, Americano. Yep, Americano black. Straight Americano black. Man, that'll if you don't have chest hair, drink that. That'll give you some chest hair. <laughs> and I am just drinking a tall peppermint white mocha. <laughs> because I ain't feeling so sweet today, so it's I need some good. sugar. But anyway, guys, I'm super excited to have Vance here. It's been a long time coming, but we're finally here. And it's just been an awesome journey just seeing what God's been doing in your life and some of the things that he's been showing you up until recently, you know? Yep. And um, so, yeah, let's get this started. First, just, again, tell us your name, your family, and then let's just get rocking, man. So. All right. Well, my name, Vance McDaniels. Heck yeah. Not McDonald's, <laughs> McDaniels. Yeah. It's uh, Scottish, Irish. Scottish. Irish, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, I uh, was born in uh, Vancouver, Washington, and uh, never been to Washington. Oh, I want to go. It's beautiful. I want because of coffee shops and all that. <laughs> you know, it's probably one of the most beautiful places on earth. Dang. It's got to be. I think so. Better you, than South Dakota. Oh yeah. <laughs> Better than the cornfield? <laughs> it's so beautiful. You get around Mount St. Helens and, and uh, a lot of the a lot of the mountains. Mountains and trees and rivers and lakes. It's yeah. beautiful. You know, me and Tatum, are, we have our one-year anniversary coming up in September, and we're trying to figure out maybe where we want to go, maybe for a week. So I never thought of going to Washington. Maybe we should go there. Go up into the Gifford Pinchot National Forest. And there's all kinds of spots all through there you can... You can check out. There's ice caves. There's what? Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. And if you go up there, when are you going? We would probably September twenty second. That's our anniversary. Okay, okay. so okay. somewhere around we'd go around then. Is that a good time? Yeah, yeah it'd be that'd be a decent time. Okay. I, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff to do. You can go to the ocean. You can. Ooh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Where are my speedos? <laughs> Just kidding. Get some cool Instagram photos. Get some of the best <laughs> clam chowder ever. Ooh, I love clam chowder. I really do. I I love that stuff. So, um, you so you grew up in Vancouver, Vancouver, Washington. I, I actually lived there till I was five. Okay. And then we moved to Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Oh, oh okay. Nice. And. Eh? Uh, yeah, we we lived there, and uh, when I was thirteen, we moved to back to Sufa, or uh, Willow Lake, South Dakota. Okay. And during that time, growing up, I grew up in uh, a church. It was the old Apostolic Lutheran Church, and um, we were really, uh, um, I guess you could say. Uh, Traditional, mm-hmm. 
and we, you know, we, I'm not, I guess if you want to know more about the old apostolic Lutheran church, you can kind of, you can look it up yeah. probably. But, uh, anyways, I know you mentioned too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was cult like, yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> very, know? it was very cult like, you know, yeah. I mean, they're the only church going to heaven type yeah. thing and yeah. they're, they're the only, they're the chosen people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, um, I grew up that way, you know, so it's like everyone else outside of the church was, they were from the world, you mm-hmm. know, and they were, <laughs> they're not going to heaven and we yeah. were the only ones and, you know, it never really made sense to me. Um, I went yeah. to Sunday school. I mean, we did get taught, you know, the Ten Commandments and we yeah. went through, we went through um, Sunday school and we, you know, we learned some of the Bible stories and, you know, we, we learned the basics of mm-hmm. Christianity and yeah. I always believed in Jesus and knew, you know, knew that Jesus was, it was, it was around him, you know, what he yeah. did for us. But, you know, we were the chosen ones mm. now, you know, and if, uh, you know, I, we, I was always taught that the end, there's going to be a great revival and a bunch of people are going to come back to the old apostolic church and start, okay. you know, it's like, yeah. And I never completely understood, but you know what? God's capable of anything. So, you know. Yeah, it's true. And so in my in my <laughs> mind, you know, I had a lot of justifications and different things trying to figure out things growing up, but I yeah. never I never really read the Bible too much. You know, it was always yeah. more um I learned a lot of the doctrine which was Lars Levi Lestadius, he his writings. Okay. Um, from from man, right? Yeah. You always told the And I know you said the the pastors were really put on a a pedestal, like yeah, right. Like yep. if I ever, if you remember correctly, well, only according to the church, you know, it's the pastors that have the. They believe that the like the whole congregation prays and picks these pastors, and they believe that their prayers um, enlighten the pastor, and basically. God, yeah. you know, speaks through that pastor because <clears throat> yeah. of the prayers of the Christians. And I remember, I think you mentioned too, like, weren't they the only ones that would have an understanding? They're the only ones that right. have the Holy Spirit. That's when God, the, that's, the Holy yeah. Spirit comes to them when they start to pray yeah. and they start to speak on, you know, on Sunday. Yeah. And okay. S- yeah. I remember you mentioned something like that. And um, so very strict, yes. very, very strict in a lot of sound of man-made rules and you like you said you mentioned a little bit ago i never really read the bible but you just were always taught and told and you believed and you just never really searched it for yourself because you just it was your upbringing you grew up in it right yep so during this upbringing um what point did you kind of start i need to search this for myself you know and like get to this point of wait a minute something isn't right here was there a point that you got to or? Well, I had a few questions. You know, obviously everyone does growing up. You have questions. Mm-hmm. How, however you grow up, you have questions, that, some of those hard questions about life. You yeah. know, you know, when we die, you know, what's heaven like? You know, you've been told of heaven yeah. maybe or maybe whatever. But we've, I had all these questions and I was always satisfied with the answers for the most part. I just figured when I get older, I'll understand, mm. you know, because I never truly understood. Just kind of, OK, mom mm-hmm. and dad told me this, so. Okay. And you, just you know, I just trust it. it. Yeah. My grandpa was a preacher, so he, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He's a loving, kind guy and, you know, but anyways, the thing that really got to me was how I had friends at school that were good people and their parents were good people. And, and I knew that they loved God, 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I could, they talked about it, you know, and it was, yeah. and I was supposed to judge them mm. in my, like, I, they didn't outright say it, but I was supposed to, you know, they're not coming to, they're not in our, from our church. So like so without saying count. it, I'm judging them, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, I never understood like, God, how come, you know, I always had that question in my heart, like, God, why, why, why aren't they, why are they bad? You mm-hmm. know, like, I never really understood it. And I was like, well, maybe God's ways are higher than my ways, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of dismissed it. Okay. You yeah. know, and, and that was some of the first questions that I had. And that was in elementary school, you know, different times, you know, fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. You know, and then um, I always felt like at a certain point I just shut it off. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and I felt like, okay, I'll just understand it when I get older. Yeah. Did you have a fear of, um, maybe asking these questions to your parents or your grandfather, because maybe you felt wrong for asking those like to yourself, like, should I be asking or no, I asked those and okay. I, and I did ask some questions every now and again. And it was, and I was always told I just need to have faith. The same response. I just need to have faith in the preachers okay. and, and have faith in God. God will lead God will lead them. Mm. You know, and and I never really I kinda got an answer without an answer. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Isn't that something? Yeah. It's like happens a lot these days. <laughs> yeah. And and so it was like a never never satisfying and I just let it go and I just figured that, you know what, I'm a smart kid. One day I'm gonna understand it. Yeah. I, you know, and but I always knew that the source of truth was the Bible. Mm. I mean, that that was like the big guns that was sitting on the back shelf gathering dust, but I always knew it was the yeah. big guns. You know, it yeah. was like, it's over there. I know that it's truth. Yeah, just um, haven't picked it up I just yet. haven't picked it up, you know? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, that's that's what we're based on, you know? Yeah. And so I, I always, in the back of my mind, I had respect for the word. I did. I knew it was yeah. like, this is the gospel. You mm. know, this is... You know, but I just don't understand it. And Lars Levy Lestadius understands it, you know, and the, yes. he had his interpretation. And the preachers now, they have, they're coming down the line, they have their interpretation. And my grandpa, he's a preacher, so he has the interpretation. And, you know, yeah. my mom and dad, they grew up in his household, so they got this and they understand yeah. it. And I'm going to understand it when I get older, too. Yeah. You know, and it's, so from that point forward, I think where I went from there was I wanted to just. I'm kind of a black and white person mm-hmm. and I, I don't really, I don't really waste time when I want something. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, and I never, I never was that way. And, and, and nobody could tell me anything. I mean, I was a rebellious kid and I wouldn't say I was always like maybe rebellious in such a bad way, but I was like strong headed. Okay. And um, you knew when you wanted something, you're going to go after it. And you had this tunnel vision. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, so it's going to be hard work. That's fine. I'll, I'll just do I'll the do hard it. work. Yeah. Well, I don't care. I'm going to go get it. You know? Yeah. And so uh, in my mind, I looked at everyone around me and, and I felt like I always had this question. So I felt like, you know, they're older, they're married. The next step is, is getting married and having kids and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And maybe at that time, God will give it to me because I need it, you know, because I'll have yeah. to teach my kids and I'll have to do this. So I went through life. I, 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 kind of in my teenage years, I went outside of the church a little bit and, uh, 
you know, I went to movies and some things. I wasn't supposed to go to movies. That was yeah. a sin. I wasn't supposed to listen to music. I, I couldn't do sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that I missed out on. But I, I had all these, there was a few moments here and there going through school that I questioned things. And it was embarrassing that I, you know, uh, for instance, one time I went to a uh, football game and uh, my parents found out and I had to go and ask for forgiveness for going to a football game. Wow. And, you know, and just, and I, and it just, it really bothered me, you know, a lot of fear. Yeah. A lot of fear of, it's kind of crazy because it's like a fear. They almost make you, you think you're fearing God more, but it's almost like you're fearing man more. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you fear man more. Well, and there's so much fear of Satan. You know, I understand, you know, alone we can't go up against them, you know, but yeah, but, you know, there was always, you know, Satan was going about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was like there was so much fear, you know, and it was like Satan in our back of our mind there. We, we, you know, we were always told that Satan comes as an angel of light. So when we would have these questions or these doubts, we were like, oh, it's Satan trying to like. It's like paranoia. Yeah. You're always paranoid and never. And it's crazy because it's almost it's like. I understand what you're saying. It's, of course, being wise to that, but it's also like God calls us to joy, to peace, no fear, right? Perfect love casts out all fear. And you had all those things. Oh, (laughs) extreme fear, you know? And and the other question I always had is, you know, we were supposed to ask for forgiveness for our sins and we'd go to a another person, you know, we felt Mm -hmm. like, because, you know, the, the, the story was, was, you know, God lives in our hearts, you know, we are the temple. And so because God lives in our hearts, we have to go to another Christian, which is someone with inside the church and confess our sins on Sunday hmm. and ask them to forgive us of our sins. And then they would testify, believe all your sins forgiven forever washed away in Jesus precious yeah. blood. That's what they would testify back to us. So it was, okay. you know, kind of like a knockoff of the Catholic, Catholic. Conf- confession. Yeah. Um, anyways. So, you know, that I was always wondering, you know, what happens if, I sin on Monday or Tuesday and then, and then I die on, on Wednesday, mm. you know, and I don't get that. And confession. I don't get that confession. <laughs> yep. You know, I have to go, if I have to go to them and then the, their question in my mind would go the other way. I'm like, so, okay, so maybe God knows my, knows me. And he, you know, he knows that I'm a, I'm an apostolic and, you know, and so and he knows that I'm chosen. So he's not going to judge me for that. But then if that's true, then why do I even need to go ask for forgiveness? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd go back and forth in my mind. I'm like, logically, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I'd go back and forth on so many of those questions. That was yeah. another question that I had, you know, growing up all the way through my teenage years, yeah. because obviously I'm coming outside of the church now and I'm wanting to interact with the rest of the world. And, yeah. and I'm liking girls now. And, you know, yes, <laughs> I've got yes. all of this, this business going on, yeah. you know, teenage years. And, um, you know, I'm just wanting to fit in. Yeah. And, in leading to this, because I remember we, we mentioned, you talked about this before, this almost this path, this journey towards to kind of where you're at now. You were also married at a young age. Yes. Right? And how old were you when you were? I was 16. 16. Yep. I yeah, got married. I could never be married at 16. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I look back when I was 16, I was like, and I see myself, I'm like, no, no, there's no chance. <laughs> well, see, I, I grew up, you know, I didn't really, because of school and everything, I, I dropped out of school when I was 16 also. 
and started working full time. I was mm-hmm. doing construction, you know, and I felt like I was going to be a construction worker my whole life, you know, yeah. and I'm just going to, why do I need to go through all this schooling? And, and at the same time, like I said, I was black and white and I wanted to grow up and I figured one day a lot of my questions are going to be answered when I get married. And, yeah. you know, so it's like, I just really felt like I was, I wanted to move on to the next stage at that time. And me being, uh, you know, stubborn and I'm like strong headed. I'm like, no, I'm getting married. This is what I want. This is what I want. It. And I'm going to get it. And you got it. Yep. <laughs> and so 16 years old, you had a construction business that was successful, doing well. You were married, you know, and well, you, you were... I didn't have a business at the time. At oh, 16. you didn't yet? No, okay. I was I was working. I actually was working for another masonry company. Oh, yes, that's right. Yep. That's right. So, but I, that's, I, I was in construction at yes. the time. It was uh, when I was... 18 is when I first started doing any stuff on my own, but yeah, but yeah, anyways. Okay. Got it. All right. I had them confused. I knew there was construction in there and I forgot about the masonry. So, so you were married 16 working in the masonry and you still had questions going through your mind. So, and I know you were leading, you had almost like a breaking point around this time, right? Where you're just kind of like. Okay, well, I'll, I'll catch it up. Yeah, up yeah, yeah. The, There's a bunch that happened in there. So um, I got married at 16, and, we, you know, we I didn't have my first child, Milo, until I was 18. So in in this time, you know, we I'm working. We, we decided to move away to Washington State, back to where I was born, Vancouver, okay. Washington. Um, that was when I was 18, and me and my, my wife at the time. And um, so we moved. And I started work in Washington State, and we were um, we were going to the to the same church out there. Um, knew all my, you know all my family, a lot of my family yeah. was out there, and I still had all these questions, and I and I they weren't being answered. And so I uh, finally I, I picked up the Bible and I'd started reading uh, mm-hmm. when I was out there. I was reading in the evenings, and I had so many questions. And and I I I've, inside the church there's. Uh, um, like, I guess you could say tears of power. You wouldn't, they wouldn't call it that, but you know, everyone knows that the certain guy is like the head of the church okay. out in the United States. So anyways, I, I went to him and he was, he's my mom's uncle. And, uh, so I went and talked to him and I, I, on the way I was really torn up about it cause it was really starting to bother me. The spirit was working in me okay. and it was, it was really bothering me a lot. And, um, there was at this time there was a guy across the street born again christian talking to me mm. and planting seeds and planting seeds and he and he wasn't doing anything but asking me questions mm. and he says so if that's true then what about this if that's yeah. true then what about this he goes that's fine you know you believe what you need to believe you know and that's that's okay mm-hmm. but, but just ask just ask this. yourself this, <laughs> yeah. you know just be logical and ask yeah. yourself this you know and i had so many questions and i and it was just tearing me up inside yeah. because it's kind of coming to a head oh yeah it was coming yeah. to a serious head <clears throat> mm-hmm. and i remember the night i went and drove up through amboy washington up along this mountainous road yeah and I went to talk to him and I was, I was screaming at God. I was mm-hmm. really, really torn up about it. And I was like, God, if you're truly real, you need to give me some answers. Yeah. You need to give me some answers. Like if they, t- if you talk through these preachers and, and you need to give me the answers 
And <laughs> I yeah. said, if I don't get any answers, I will never go back to church again. Yeah. I went there and I talked to him. And I never got answers. I mm-hmm. never got the answers. And, and I was so torn up and so messed up inside. And I came down and I just wanted to quit and die. I didn't believe God was real at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I gave up on everything. And I, I, I was, I had this urge inside me to swerve off the road uh, yeah. into this ravine. And I remember do, like thinking I'd swerve and I was thinking, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. I wanted to end. I wanted it all to end. I was so, it'd been bothering me so bad at that yeah. point. You know, obviously there was a few things led up to it, but I'm not going to go into it for yeah, matters of time. It was, but it was a lot. It was a lot. And, and, and I was torn up and we got, I got back home and uh, I was pacing my kitchen and I was like, Lord God, if you're real, I need to know. Yeah. You know, like I, I want to end my life. I can't live like this with this much turmoil. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell or if I should even worry about if there's a heaven or hell. But logically, I know there is. I don't I don't know who to believe. You know, I don't yeah. know you know what to do. And and because and it was because I grew up the way I did, it was tearing me so bad. Back and, and forth. Yeah. And and uh, I was standing in my kitchen and I remember getting tunnel vision mm-hmm. and I fell, I remember falling to the floor, like kind of, I mean, I was still in control of myself, but you know, I kind of, I fell to the floor and and I was on my face laying on the floor and I, and I felt like I, I had just given up Mm -hmm. and I'm laying on the floor and I felt somebody or something or the presence Mm -hmm. put its weight on me. You know, and, and I always tell when I've told people before, I always felt like God put his foot on my back, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like I felt the presence like on my, yes. and I, I've literally felt like I was like sinking through the floor mm-hmm. and I, and I was laying there and, and I heard I'm God and I'm real. Yeah. And, and that, that was what, you know, whether I heard it audibly or I heard it, you know, God speaking to me in my head, either way, I knew it was the presence of God mm-hmm. and I, I thought a few minutes went by because I, I heard all the sounds, you know, yeah. uh, of the kitchen and everything. And yeah. I got up and it was like eight o'clock in the morning. Mm. I had been laid there all night. And I remember getting up so excited because I knew that God was real. Yeah. And I knew, you know. You had this encounter. I had this encounter. That you, know, you never and had before. Never had before. And, you know, and, and, and I don't know why God chose to give me an encounter like yeah. that, you know. But I was at the end of my rope yeah. at that time, and I had this encounter, and and I and I opened the Bible, and and the first words I actually laid eyes on when I opened it, just randomly opened mm-hmm. it, was "God will never leave nor forsake you," mm-hmm. you know, and and I don't, I, I don't, I always felt like God was gonna, you know, like God had left me, or I was God wasn't gonna be with me because I left the church. Yeah, because you know? that's so, what you were so in ingrained in your mind that was taught to you like you said it was driving you crazy because you didn't know what to believe but that was it was an answer from him to you saying i'm with you exactly i'll never leave you and so you had this supernatural encounter that you've never had before and and it almost like we can almost relate that to our lives too right how many god does a miracle in our lives but that doesn't mean Satan's done. <laughs> you know what I yep. mean? So after you had this encounter and you knew like, my, my God is real, you know, and you were just like you said, just wow. And like I said, Satan still, 
he was going to fight even more. So after this encounter, share with you know more what happened. Okay, so this was before Easter Sunday, and I was I had been reading, and, I, and a lot of things started clicking. You know, I started understanding mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. I, you know, I I believe I had an infilling of the Holy Spirit that night yeah. is what happened, and and um, and I was so excited. I wanted to tell the whole world. I, mm-hmm. I, I ran across and told my neighbor, and I was all excited. <laughs> we had coffee together and just sharing, you know, yeah. sharing it. And and I was so excited that God was real and He's alive today, and He hears my voice and He listens to me. And yeah, you know, and and I couldn't believe it. You know, it was just so unbelievable that a God, the God of the universe, is real and He He's here and He's alive yeah. today. It's not just some ancient God that you know went in front of the Israelites yeah. and you know, and it wasn't it's, some fairy tale. Yeah, it was real. And so I decided I was going to go to church one last time, and it was on Easter yeah. Sunday. And um, I remember the, the preacher saying that only the preachers have the Holy Spirit to interpret what the Word is saying. He said, you can read the Bible, but don't try to understand it. Hmm. Because only the preachers have the, the yeah. Holy Spirit to understand Crazy. what the Word is saying. And I had just felt a revolt inside of me when mm-hmm. I heard that at that moment. I was so infilled with the Holy Spirit. It was God. And I stood up at the end. I stood up and I started walking towards the front. And still to this day, like I remember inside me, my voice saying, Vance, what are you doing? Sit back down, mm-hmm. sit back down. But I could not let it go. And I walked up to the front and I remember asking the, the, the preacher, I asked him, I said, hey, um, I have something to confess. Can I, can, I, can I get it off my chest? Mm-hmm. I knew they wouldn't just give me the microphone. And he said, well, what do you have to confess? And you can go in the back to the preachers and confess it to them. And, and then, you know, and then we'll decide. And I said, well, if I can't confess it now, I'm not going to, I have to do it now at this moment. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to let me. Um, and as I, I turned around, I walked in, I grabbed a microphone off the altar. Dang, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it off my chest. Yeah, you grabbed it. And I grabbed it and. I still, I was shaking. I was terrified. I was standing in front of almost 7,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd never, I mean, I'd never spoken public. I'd never done anything. And I, and I was like, and I was going on the thought that, you know, don't, when you stand in front of the, the synagogues and you stand in front of the, 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 the leaders, I can't, what's the scripture? Uh, I can't remember where you, that, that God will give you the words. Mm, okay. I, I can't remember word for word of scriptures. Okay. Um, it says, don't worry about what to say that, you know, the yeah, Holy Spirit yeah, yeah. will speak for you. Anyways, that happened to me yeah. at that moment. Um, I, I, I didn't have, I was, as you can see, I still don't remember word for word scriptures, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but anyways, at uh, any rate, I just started speaking and I remember God speaking through me. And I, I quoted like four or five different scriptures. And I remember at the time... Um, them trying to shut the microphone off and it wasn't shutting off. I got they, those. They're gonna jump you, man. <laughs> I got those words out, and I, I still remember to this day. I got those words out, you know, and they started singing to drown me out. Mm. Uh, but but no, none of the congregation was singing. It was mm-hmm. just the song leaders behind me because they you know they don't have music. They just have yeah. like, leaders, song leaders. Anyway, so they're just trying to cut story. you off. Yeah, they're exactly. Just trying to get you out of there. Well, yeah. and it was just trying to shut off the like, word. Who's this kid? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and but but it was it was God at that moment, and 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 me and my young faith and 
you know, I just, I just went for it. And, and it was crazy because it was like another confirmation of how real God is because, it, you know, it was like when I, when I had that experience in the kitchen that night, it was so real to me. Um, and it established the reality of God in that we really can trust God. Mm-hmm. And I went for it and God really did speak through me yeah. at that moment. And at that moment, that's when everything changed. Yeah. So you, you finished there. You did, you did a drop the mic. Yep. Walked out. You walked out and you never came back. No, never came back. So after that time and that moment, you went up there, grabbed the mic, said what you were telling the people. You left and they were trying to cut you off and mute you and all this stuff and it wasn't working and you said what you said. Yep. You left and did you start throwing hands? <laughs> I'm no, kidding. No, I didn't no, throw I'm hands. kidding. So you left there and you never went back. So after this, you were still with your wife? Yes. Then, I was, at I was the still time. with my wife then yes. at the time. And it was from that point, due to matters of time, I'm not going to go into too many yeah. details about that. But from that point forward, um, the next day, you no, know, I lost my job. In I masonry? lost in masonry. Yes. I lost my job at the time. I lost because it was through through the church. Through the church. Yeah, I yes. lost my job, and a lot of pretty much all my friends. Mm. Uh, you know, I pretty much everything. They looked at you as yeah filth, I mean, <laughs> filth. Yeah. yeah, and it was around that time of the economy crash. Okay, this last the two thousand was it two thousand six. 2007, I think. It sounds like, around then, I think so. 2005, six. Anyways, yeah. I can't remember dates either. Another bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but either way, um, that I, I ended up losing my house and mm. all of the things that, the stuff in life that, you know, I, everything was on loan and I couldn't pay my bills all of a sudden. And, you know, and it was like, I lost my job, lost my house, lost, I couldn't find another job because of the economy, you know, so it, I ended up moving, getting out of Washington, moving to Clear Lake, South Dakota, barely made it out of there. Um, Mm. And once I got to Clear Lake, South Dakota, um, me and my wife, we ended up getting a divorce. Mm. Um, There was a long story there, too. (laughs) We got a divorce. Um, My kids ended up going to Minnesota with her and... Um, and I, and I found myself sitting on a, on my, my chair in an empty house in the basement drinking vodka all by myself. Like it just felt like everything spiraled down. I I lost everything. And, and, and I was like, what God, where are you? Mm. You know? And and it just suddenly, I didn't know what happened. It was like, it was like, it hit me so fast in such a succession of, of hits. It felt like I got hit once. And as I was recovering from that hit, I got hit again. And it was just non-stop all the way to that point like my head was spinning i was Mm -hmm. i remember the moment of sitting there reflecting like what happened oh wow like from then to now just gone i felt like i just got the ultimate combo you know like just like (laughs) whoa you know like what happened yeah you know and and i went on a period of drinking and Mm -hmm. and just drugs and drugs yeah I'd never completely given up my faith. You know, I still was like hanging on to it. I knew God was there, you know, and I still, and, I, and the crazy part is I was still trying to witness to people, even though I was the drunk, mm-hmm. you know, and coming from a, you know, and, and I just, and I, and I was holding on to that thought in my head that, you know, I still believe, I still believe, but where are you? <laughs> and exactly. I lost everything, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it was, I, 
I found friends, you know, different, you know, a lot of party friends and yes. this and that and ended up um, one day in Watertown, South Dakota. And I was at a friend's house and um, I'd been drinking and, and uh, you know, I've been doing some drugs and I, I wasn't, you know, I was taking painkillers and, you yeah. know, and different things. And I, I was just sick in my, in my heart, you know, and missing my kids and just everything. And, yeah. Um, I couldn't catch a break feeling I was feeling sorry for myself and, and so many things. And I, I, I was, but I was feeling good that night. You know, I was yeah. laying on the floor in the basement of my friend's house and I'm laying there. Same thing again. I was, I heard I just another night. Um, I could hear everything going on. I'm starting to drift off to sleep and I felt something literally grab the back of my head and rip like grab mm. like, and I felt myself leave my body. Yeah. Um, this is, crazy moment because now I'm falling and I don't know what's yeah. going on and I'm thinking in my I'm thinking I'm dreaming I'm dreaming this mm-hmm. is a dream I'm gonna wake up and I just need to shake or something I'm gonna wake up and I'm falling and I'm falling and I see I see the ground coming up at me and as the ground's coming up I'm like before I hit the ground I've had this dream before before mm-hmm. I hit the ground I'm gonna wake up yeah that falling dream <laughs> and I see it looks like a well yeah it's getting bigger and bigger and I fell through the top of this well. It was, and I was like, oh, well, I didn't wake up. Now I'm falling through this well, and, I, and I'm looking over. I thought it was stone at first, but it stunk mm-hmm. really bad. I, I know this is really, this is really graphic, but yeah. it, it stunk. And I seen, it looked like, it was, it was like dead bodies, yeah. you know? And yeah. it, it was horrible, you know? And I, I was, I, at that point, I was like, what is this? I'm, this is horrible. I need to wake up. This feels more than a dream. <laughs> yeah. And it was so real. I could feel everything. I yeah. could smell everything. I, and I could almost taste it. Yeah. And I know, and I know what you're feeling. Sorry to interrupt real quick, but there's dreams, right? Yeah. That you have. And then I always tell like Tatum, but then there's these certain dreams that are like real you feel you like you said you smell you can see like you as if you're there you know and for those of you who don't believe in these supernatural experiences it it baffles me because they they have negative ones right they believe in ouija board experiences or they Mm -hmm. see a shadow or they've seen their bed move or doors shut they'll believe in those right Mm -hmm. but they won't believe in like your first encounter and yep. now you sharing the second counter and we'll go into the third one. But so I just wanted to kind of throw that in real quick. So this was real. It was you could definitely smell, real. You were feeling, you saw dead bodies around and you were just falling yes. and you were not waking up. Well, I've had dreams before. I know what it, I know, yeah. I know what a realistic dream is, oh, yeah. you know, and, and this definitely wasn't a dream. I would, yeah. you know, I really wouldn't share my story, you know, if I thought it was just another just crazy dream. bad dream, yeah. you know, I've had bad dreams, you know, and it's this was, this was, this <laughs> was, I was out of my body, yes. you know, you know how, you know, whether in or out of my body while I was out of my body, mm-hmm. you know, I was definitely out of my body and, um, and this was definitely real. Yeah. Um, so you were falling yes through this well you yep. saw bodies and uh, so anyways i'm falling in and i and i'm falling for it was a short period of time you know i'm falling and I, then i fell out this i fell out of the bottom of this well and i'm falling through the sky again and and, and it was really smoky and mm. i didn't know i still hadn't really hit me what was going on i still thinking i'm having a bad dream and i'm yeah. going to wake up from it and i realized i couldn't breathe and i was choking i was trying to get air 
and and I'm like <sighs> trying yeah. to get air, you know, and and I'm falling through thick black smoke. Yeah. And it was just dark all around me and I'm free falling. And and I still have that f- that feeling of panic cuz I'm free falling and I'm feeling in my stomach. I'm feeling mm-hmm. everything like I'm falling. And it started to light up and get kind of orange. Yeah. And I started to hear a noise and it was growing and growing this this noise and it and it, it was like it got brighter and brighter and suddenly I fell out of it and it cleared up, fell out of the smoke. And as I came out of the smoke, I heard the sound come out like too. It was just like, screams, you know, just it got, and it was overwhelming. It was just intense, intense screaming. And then I looked around and it all hit me because the minute I seen, um, I seen hell. Yeah. I mean, I don't wish hell on anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, this hell is real and it, mm-hmm. and it's horrible. Um, the screams got so loud and intense. Yeah. It was it, it it was like hitting me, actually coming through my ears, but it was almost at the same time in my head, like telepathically or you, something. You know, it was just you screaming me, yeah, yeah. screaming, screaming. It was I, I couldn't shake it. Yeah. And and the minute it hit me, all these thoughts went through my head. And how? Mm. How can I be here? Mm. I can, I can, and the minute I asked that question, I literally seen all of my life's events. I see my life laid out before me. And, I, and the way I describe it is, is if you can take one moment in your life, one thing, one one moment that maybe you remember and focus on it and try to remember it, you can bring it back into your memory mm. and you can focus on that and play it out detail by detail. Mm. It's almost like a little movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it, but that's only one event. Yeah. I was able to see all events at the same time. Mm. And, and I don't know how I was. I still don't understand that. Yeah. But, but I seen everything laid out and then all in an instant and I accepted my judgment. Mm. I had nothing to say. I had absolutely you were nothing. Guilty. I, I was guilty. As guilty as charged. I could like I had. It was like somebody had the like God had the last word, and and I had nothing to say about it. Mm. I couldn't even open my mouth. It was such a righteous judgment that I, I all I could do is like I, just, just hang my head, accept it, like yep. accept it, like and and then the minute I accepted that. I remember I, I heard a voice mm-hmm. and um, it, it was Satan mm-hmm. laughing and telling me I was his mm. for all eternity. Wow. And the crazy part about it was is I still hadn't felt, I just, I just heard his voice. Yeah. You know, I, I hadn't. And I was observing everything, and I was falling. But in my in my mind, I it was it was like I I knew that he couldn't touch me. Like the judgment hadn't started until I hit the ground or hit the lake of fire, because yeah. it was below me. I seen and you know um, there was a lot of things going on. You know I can go into details. Yeah. Um, there when I was falling, I actually fell into a. Um, there was actually um, it looked like. A, well, there was mountain, black burnt mountains in the distance on every direction I looked. Yeah. And I could see trails of like, it looked like burning lava coming down oh, okay. from different directions. And it looked, I could see like, like, like orange light off in different, yeah. different areas of hell. 
Um, off to my left, when I was falling, I remember on the side there was a guy laying on a on a um, a stone, big flat stone, and he had his hands chained to a chained to a metal loop, and there was a ugly, big, tall, probably 10, 12 foot tall, demonic looking, yeah. like troll looking figure. Yeah. And he had this guy by his feet and he was tearing his legs off. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, I can't even make this up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so, so dark and dark and, and real. And this guy was screaming in agony. I remember looking at him as he was pulling, he's screaming agony. It was weird because the guy's legs were trying to come back together. I could see like his mm-hmm. legs coming, trying to come back together. And he would, that demon would like let his legs go back just together torture. and then tear him off again. Mm-hmm. And he kept doing this as I'm falling. I mean, I seen it. I remember just looking around then I looked down and I remember seeing it looked like a pool of lava where all these, they were all falling into it. And it was like boiling and bubbling like the bottom of a waterfall. Mm. and people were going under and then coming back up and then going Mm. under and coming back up and they were like trying screaming for help and then they get sucked under and they were screaming for help and then they get sucked under just torment just in torment it was darkness everywhere and i remember when i talked to you you could you could like you said you couldn't even breathe like just the darkness even in itself had this darkness to it like it was just it was in your lungs like you I remember you were describing it to me and it's just it's really just hell like you said when you see it and you're describing it it's a glimpse still yeah you know what I mean and your words I mean for us we're like holy cow but it's nothing like being there you know what I mean that it's way worse than you're describing it and but it's so scary and so you saw your life Right, right like, my eyes. like, and all before your eyes, and then you said you heard his voice saying that you were his. Yep, and he was laughing at Satan. me. Satan, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was laughing at me, yeah. like, like he was gleefully laughing yeah. at me, waiting for me, like in a few seconds, you're mine forever. Yes, like he was excited to torment me, mm-hmm. and and I was terrified. Yeah, I mean, I was speechless with fear. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I could hardly breathe. I can't explain the fear. Yeah. I mean, it was, t- I mean, in a, I remember the thought, my mind's still going as he's talking to me and I'm feeling all this fear. And the only thing I could think about, even though I was in such fear, was eternal separation from God. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even understand, you know, and, Eternal separate. That was the only thing I could think about. Eternal separation from God and anything good. Yeah. You know, like I'll never be able to breathe good again. Mm. I'll never be able to get a drink of water. I'll never be able to, to have anything good. A hug. Nothing. (laughs) Like this is it. This Mm -hmm. isn't, there's nothing for eternity. And I can't even understand eternity yet. And I'm here, you know, and it was like, and it was terrifying. And I remember thinking but i had faith like mm-hmm. like how how mm-hmm. i had i had faith i believed mm-hmm. you know and and i like how would i end up here and i tried to say jesus name and i remember trying to say it and i couldn't say it 
Mm-hmm. It wouldn't come out. Like I felt like I was so unholy that I couldn't even speak his name. I couldn't even put wow. his name on my tongue. Like that's how righteous this judgment felt. I couldn't, I couldn't even speak his name. Like, yeah. And I remember pushing, trying so hard with everything in me to say his name. And I got, I remember getting out just, yeah, several times. And, and, and every time I try to say it, it was like, I just get the life squeezed Engulfed. out of me. Yeah. I kept trying and trying with everything in me. And finally I was able to get out. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like just a little bit. Just a faint. Just a faint whisper. And I, as I said that, I got a little strength. Mm. I remember feeling like a little bit of strength. Wow. Just saying his name just a little bit. And I said it again. Jesus. Jesus. You know, and I started screaming it. And I and I literally was screaming it so loud. I felt like it was echoing yeah. around the whole place. I was screaming for everything I had. Jesus. Jesus, you know, and in my mind, I was like, I don't care if I have to scream Jesus the rest of eternity. I'm going to scream Jesus forever just to just to have his name on my mouth, Mm. just to have his name, anything. That was your drop of water. That was my drop of water. (laughs) And I I screamed it with everything in me and I kept screaming it and screaming Mm. it and screaming it. And. I literally seen it looked like an eyeball opening or something. Yeah. The sky just cracked open. Yeah. I seen light shine through. And I not kidding. I seen it it, it was a giant hand. Mm. A, a giant hand. God's hand. It was his right hand. <laughs> and it was lit up bright orange like glowing wow. orange through it. And there was blue lightning going through it. It was the most amazing thing. I remember seeing it come down. It was like Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And this hand, big hand come, came down to scoop me up before I hit the lake. Yeah. And I landed in his hand and I remember feeling his hand close around me. And I remember going up and, and I, and I was like, I remember going through that opening and feeling my feet hit my feet. Mm. Like you were shot I up right into your body. I slid into my body. I felt like, the best way to describe it that I've been able to describe it. Have you ever seen those little those little things you can get from like the uh like the arcade? You know, those like they're like they slip out of your hand. They're like yes. they get the hole and they kinda slip. Yeah, you could put your pencil on yeah. those little squishies. Yeah, they kinda like and <laughs> yeah, they kinda yeah. roll Water. and you can't hold on to them. I felt like I slid into my body like that. Mm-hmm. Like I slid into my yeah. body and my I went in with such force, my feet hit my feet and I I, I was I woke up on my feet mm. and came to and God saved me. Yeah. Whether he showed that to me to put me on the right path or I actually died. Yeah. And he saved me either way. Yeah. <laughs> either way. Yeah. Um, I woke everybody up in the house. It was like four in the morning. I woke his parents up and I told them what happened. I had to tell people. Yeah. Um, it I was so real. It yep. was so real. It I was, was in, it ha- in, and it's crazy cause this is encounter number two mm-hmm. and this mate, this crazy experience with hell, right? And then God, his right hand scooping you and saving you from the from the depths and the pits of hell. 
and you, you know, again, having this, I have to tell people this urgency and you start telling people and, um, and then after this, you, it's like you, it's crazy as as humans, we have these encounters and you figure, and then from then on, I've, I've been fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But still, Satan still had and wanted your number, and he still does, but he still was trying for you, even after this crazy encounter to show you and to tell people how real hell is. So after this happened, you were telling people and this, and then what what you know happened next? So after that time, I... Uh, I actually, that's when I, I met Elizabeth. It was around mm-hmm. 2011. And, uh, you know, we were dating and, you know, but I still wasn't fully committed. Mm-hmm. You know, I still had justifications. I did quit drinking for a while completely after that. I quit drugs. I quit everything. But uh, but I kept, I kept compromising. And, you know, I can just have a few beers and this okay. and that. And I was compromising all the way through. And, and it led me back down a dark path, you know, and the compromise is what did it, you know, mm-hmm. I just, it was compromising. The subtlety. The, the subtlety. Mm-hmm. It was like a little bit at a little bit and a little bit yeah. and pretty soon. And now I'm drinking and I'm at this point and now I'm starting to feel guilty and now I'm drowning my guilt and, you know, and it's like all this stuff. And it was like the more guilt I had, the more I drink. And, you know, it was just yeah. brought me down this alcoholic path again. Um, and, uh, and then I met your dad. Yeah. One day. And I remember we would see you every now and then. He he always goes there more, right, at the gym. Yep. But I remember even seeing you in the hot tub. Yeah. Never really talking to you, but I remember seeing you around. Yep. <laughs> you know? So then, yeah, you, you met my dad in the hot tub. And yeah. And talking. We're talking, and he started, he, he, your dad actually seen me, and he, he came up to me. He's like, so, hey, um, how are you? What's your name? You know, I remember yeah. him. And uh, asking me if I knew the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then we kind of got into conversation a little bit and he invited me to church and, you know, and, and I was, I was at that point where, you know, a lot of bad things had happened because of my alcoholism and, and, yeah. and I was at a turning point, a big breaking point. And, um, you know, he, your dad knows a little bit more of the story and it's a little more personal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but I was, I was at another breaking point in my yeah. life and, and I was, I was broken, yeah. you know, and, and just, just lost again. Falling and, right back into yeah. that. Didn't know pattern. how to get back. I didn't yeah. feel like I could. You know, I, yeah. I, I turned from God after that. How can I ever yeah. come back? Like I felt like I'd committed an unforgivable sin. You Even know? after the encounter and you being saved, like yeah. so you were kind of back like, oh. Yeah, what you happened? Know? What yeah. happened? How do I get away from, how do I get from here? And, you know, God led me. God led, I know, I know that was God, you know. He yeah. led me there. And I could have went to any gym in Sioux Falls. I could have went to, to any place. I was trying to, to do the right thing. I was. I quit drinking, you know. Um, but, but that was, you know, your dad prayed with me and, Mm -hmm. and I remember him praying victory and he said, I, the words victory and, and, and from that point forward all the way till now, you know, I've had one thing after another, I've been going through a battle still, you know, and, and, but at the same time, every time I, I've got victory and, and I've been hanging on to, I've been hanging on to, to the Lord and what he's done for me and, and. You know, it's so easy to slip and go and yeah. fall um, and fall back into things because of the distractions in life. Mm-hmm. And, and um, 
you know, and I think that's, you know, that was what was happening. And your dad, you know, like, you know, a true brother called you out a little called bit, me I... out and, 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 you know, and it's, I love that he, I love that he did because I mean, I, I very well could have been lost right now, mm. you know, and maybe I would have, you know, everyone kind of heard my story in church yeah. about, you know, that me almost dying, you know, you know, the Lord saved me in that moment yeah. again, you know? Yeah. And I want to talk about that encounter also. And there was something different about this encounter and, and prior to, prior to us having this podcast and to this third encounter um, that I want you to share. Um, we had coffee and yep. we were talking about the podcast, right? Like I want you on and we were just like, and I was like, I just don't feel like it's time yet, Vance. I just don't, I don't have this peace quite yet, you know? And we're like, okay. And you're like, I trust you and it'll be time when it's time. And little did I know, and did you know this third encounter was going to happen and this was just out of nowhere. And so, and, and from my end, we had coffee. I said, bye. You went back to work and you, you know, we went to, um, I was helping my parents at the food truck. Shout out to food mama for your, all your tacos. And very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> go check it out if you haven't. But I was there and we were closing shop and you came last minute and we're like, yeah, we'll give you, you know, you're not too late. We gave you food and you were the last customer of that day. And we were talking to you and then you said, yeah, I'm just not feeling so good. Right. You're yep. like my neck. Yep. My neck and I don't know. I don't even you didn't share too much. It's like I'm just not you know, like I don't know. I just feel not good right now, like not right. And yep. and you know, you did look sick, you know, you kinda look like just sick and you just looked like your face, you're just carrying and then I remember my dad's like, Well, let's pray for you right now. You know? Yep. And we prayed for you and then all right, Vance, you were believing for a miracle. And now share your side of the story and what happened after. Well, that night, um, you know, I went home. I had worked a long day and I worked hard and, and, you know, I felt like, you know, I had a little bit of feeling like, you know, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm, you know, I've been sick before and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to be all right. I just, I just, but I still wasn't feeling good. I took a bath and I was, you know, I was just. Praying and praying and praying yeah. and, you know, I needed something. God, I need, you know, help me, heal me, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just sick and I, I, don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. And, yeah. And, well, that night um, I was with Elizabeth and and I was walking around the living room and and uh, I heard a pop mm. in, my in my neck and uh, I I got really dizzy and it was like, my heart started speeding up. My hand, my, my mouth went numb. My, my, my fingertips started going numb. My feet went numb. Um, I don't know what was going on, but I was like, what is this? And then my heart started slowing down and I took a couple steps and I lost all my strength mm -hmm. and I, I dropped to my knees and the rest of my body continued to go numb when all I ended up going all the way numb. Wow. And, and, um, I started losing my vision and my heart was slowing down. I was having trouble breathing and I knew I was going to die. And I started to tell, you know, Elizabeth, you need to tell my kids, you know, I was trying to get out my last words, you know, you trying to th like, I need to tell everybody the, yeah. you know, these things. And, um, 
and I, and I, all these things that unfinished things, you know, and they all came before my mind, all the things that I wasn't able to do and live mm. for God. And, you know, all these things that have been on my heart, you know? Yeah. And, uh, after that moment, um, I started, you know, something revolted inside of me and, and, you know, it was like, no, I, I can't be done yet. God, I didn't come through all this for nothing. And, you know, yeah. God's, God's, God's got me, you know, so I started, you Jesus. literally started feeling yourself shutting down. Oh yeah. Your body. Yeah. I was definitely, you were dying. I was dying mm-hmm. and, uh, started praying and, and I, I was like, Jesus, you know, you, you have plans to give me a hope and a future, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying all these things. And as I was saying these things in my head, I was able to start speaking them. I started to be able to get my speech back and my vision started to come back. And, and as I was praying and, and a lot of, um, my feelings started to come back and, and it, yeah. I came back, the Lord brought me back and, and, um, I, you know, I had a, um, torn artery in my neck. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, share the medical side of, you know, when you went into the ER yeah. and all that, what did they say about what was going on with you? Well, I was, when I went in, I got a, a, the CT scan. Um, they said I had a torn artery in my neck wow. and the, uh, the most likely what was happening because everything was shutting down was, I, I was, it was clotting, it was clotting up is mm-hmm. what was happening, the tear. And so it was cutting off the circulation to my brain wow. and which was shutting down everything. That's so, scary, man. I mean, it, it very well could have been fatal. Yeah. And. Um, you know, and the Lord saved me yet again, yeah. you know, and, and I, I realized cause, cause I had been praying earlier and, and, and I heard, I had heard the Lord speak to me. Um, and I almost, I, I looked up like when I was praying, I, cause I remember it was like, what did I really hear that? Did, was that in my head? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I went back to praying again and, and two times he said he's, he had something, he had something to teach me mm. and and, and I know what that is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that for me, you know, I'd always tried to do everything, you know, on my own mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it was two things, you know, I, I believe, but, you know, it was, it was I, I can't do anything without them, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't do it on your own strength. You no, can't, never. you can't, you, your life is in God's hands completely, you know, and everything that we do, even, even the good things that we do and the things that we're called to do in life, whatever it may be um we're called there by god you know and and it's by god's grace and his mercy and it's from god that you know you know and he he was teaching me that because you know i i've been trying to put my life back together and you know trying to you know just like all of us you know and we're Mm -hmm. you know trying to do the right things and you know and it's just like i was struggling so hard with Mm -hmm. everything and you know, my, and also to be ready, you know, yeah, to be ready for that moment. I mean, we only have our next breath, you know, yeah. we only have our next heartbeat. You never know. You know, and, you know, every heartbeat, it's like God knocking on our door, you know, yeah. it's like, wow. yeah, it's like, I, you don't know if you could have an aneurysm, you know, yes. and, and to be able to, to have to live with that for a couple of weeks. I mean, most of the fatalities, it's not, you know, that big of a deal, but it is a big deal. You know, it's, it's like. You know, the statistics say it's not a big deal, but it, but it, for the people that it does turn out bad for, it's fatal, you know, it can be fatal. So it's like to live for a few weeks with the thought in your mind that, you know, most 80, you know, whatever, 90%, 95% or whatever it is 
of fatalities or, or strokes happen in the first two weeks, mm. you know, to have that in my mind was like the whole time feeling like I had like, I really truly had to put my life in God's hands yeah. mentally because I had Completely this. Completely trust in. Exactly. Yeah. But it hit me, you know, like how, how many of us do do that when we all, our lives truly are in God's hands at yes. any minute? Does it really have to come to that point where, where you, where you're, you could, have something fatal happen close to dying or close to dying. an emergency in the in your deathbed. Yes. It yeah, it's like does that have to happen to us? And not all of us get that chance. Exactly. And I remember that Sunday when you came in, you just looked completely different. Like you were glowing. And then I remember when we started playing the song, you lifted your hands so high and I was like, okay, something happened here, you know? And I remember you shared it that Sunday and you were just in a good way wrecked by God's grace and his mercy and his love just to be like, don't wait. And like you said, it's truth, Vance, that all of us are living as if we do have, and we do have a kid, like somebody who's told you have cancer and you only have a month to live. We are, we're no different. We don't know when we're going to go. Like you said, it could be tomorrow. Yep. It could be tonight. It could be whenever. And it was, a, like you said, it was an awakening and this third encounter where it's like, do you completely trust me? And is my or is your life in God's hands completely? You know? Yep. And it's a reality check, you know? And that's crazy. And like you said, I needed to be taught something still. Yep. And that taught me. <laughs> you it know did. what I mean? It did. I had, it was like I, I had no choice, you yeah. know? And, and I, I know, like, I had that encounter like that. And the reason why I was able to have that encounter is because I, I was supposed, you know, I'm supposed to share this, you yes. know, and, 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 and God, you know, God loves all of us. Yes. And he loves every one of us equally, He, you know, and, and he wants all of us to come to the knowledge, you know, of, yes. of knowledge of his grace and, and, and his, and his, his mercy yeah. and, and, and. And the love that he has for yep. every one of us, you know, even though there is a hell and hell yes. is very real, even yep. though there is judgment, there is like that. That's one of the things that, that I wanted to leave with people for myself is, is when I was in the pits of hell yeah. in that moment, even though I, I seen that I deserved it. Mm-hmm. And when I called on Jesus name, and I held on to it like the only drink of water that I had. Yeah. The only good thing in my life. There's the only thing that, that I had needed. left. I yeah. needed it. Like I, I'm, I'm on my knees now. Metaphorically speaking, on my knees, mm-hmm. about ready to see my spiritual death, and forever eternity. And the only thing I could think of was Jesus. I will speak your name forever if I could yeah. just have one. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. You know, and and. It's real. Hell yeah. is real, but Jesus is real too. And yes. if you ever feel like, you know, that you've, you've gone so far that I can never go back or, or I keep falling and I'm just a horrible person, you mm-hmm. know, Satan brings condemnation. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. Yes. Yeah. And that's and, true. And he calls us to, to turn from that because he wishes none yeah. should perish. Yes. You know, and yeah. And, and love God with all our whole heart, you know, and he loves us. He, and God's not boring. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, we need to turn away and be some, you know, like. Um, Stale. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> boring, quiet Christian, you know. And I think that's the thing that 
people get it mixed up. We should have, actually, we're going to have more joy. We're going to have freedom. We're going to have peace. And we need to realize that. And if we do have it, start living like that, you know. And a couple of scriptures I want to share is Second Peter 3, 9. And it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, but not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He, when he created hell, it wasn't for us. It was for his Satan and his demons. Mm-hmm. And he's giving us an opportunity. He, you know, he gave you. He's giving you and he's giving me an opportunity right now. We're in his mercy. We're in his grace right now. Yep. And for you to share this, right, is to, to, to speak to somebody, to tell somebody that hell is real. Mm-hmm. Heaven is real. And two things are certain for us for, as humans, and that's death and that's judgment. And that's in Hebrews uh, 9, 27. It says, And as it is appointed unto man to, to once die, but after face judgment this is urgent you know and your your encounters and that should show people guys it's time to wake up it is it's time to wake up and come back to christ if you've gone away from him or if you think you're you're too far gone now is your chance don't wait till it is too far gone where it's done it's sealed and your judgment is you know what I mean? Today is the day of to, salvation. Yes. And you sharing this, Vance, your 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 testimony, like you said, a, a good chunk of it, and there's more in detail, but you, you went, got to the points of these encounters that, guys, listen to Vance's story. Some of us might not get that opportunity, and that's why he's, I'm blessed because I have gotten <laughs> three encounters, you know, and I'm telling you guys, don't wait for something bad to happen. Don't wait for a scare like that to happen where you literally feeling your body shut down and your daughter Harper and your wife Elizabeth thinking, what I'm leaving, you know what I mean? Not now. You know. Don't wait for something like that. Like you said, today is the day of salvation, you know? And um, just, I guess, in closing now, Vance, what's one thing that you can leave Uh for the listener or a challenge or a word that you want to share just to close this before we pray and end on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that matters and that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And one thing, there really isn't any, I mean, yeah, we live our lives with distractions. We live our lives with hopes and dreams and, and all of these things, you know, and they're, they're good things, you know, there's a lot of good, there's good things and there's bad things, but just from a personal standpoint, look at your own life and compare it. Just, are you ready? You know, are you ready? And if you aren't, seek God. Ask God, he's a loving God and he will meet you. You know, ask God, yeah. pray to him, you know, pray and, and ask the Lord to show you where, you know, is there something I need to do? Is there something, you know, God's not an angry God who wants to just completely crush you, you know. Judgment's coming. There's mercy and grace right now. Yes. Turn to the Lord, you know, and the Lord loves you and he's willing to forgive you. 
And that's, I guess that's all I, I'd have yeah, to say. And that's true. Guys, for those of you listening um, on the podcast app or in YouTube, I hope you're, you take this testimony and these encounters, these supernatural, these real encounters and um, that Vance is sharing and that he wanted to share with you guys and that he shared with me that's even challenged me to make me think, man, God, am I ready to go? <laughs> am I ready to meet my maker and be judged and look at my life? And can I say, God, I did my best for you. You know, I fought for your truth and I stood on your word. Um, and ask yourself this. Ask yourself that question. Listen to Vance's words, his urgency, that his heart to share this with you, that he could keep this to himself and continue with his family. And this, instead, he's sharing it. He's telling you guys, and this is how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. That's in Revelations. And guys, um, these encounters, this hell is real, heaven is real. If you guys can believe in these movies like paranormal activity and the conjuring and all this stuff and why do you think they make those and those are the the scariest movies because it's real because that stuff is real hell is real listen to vance's urgency he's emphasizing get right with god don't wait until it's too late it's and god like it's, that's good what you said vance that's how good god is when we come to him he comes to us gently in peace, and he takes it one step at a time. It starts with the little things, mm-hmm. and it, and you go from there. And what a good God we have, right? Amen. A good God that you can sit here and share this, and that you're here live today, but the fight does not stop. No. And it's going to continue because Satan still wants Vance. Satan wants us, and that's how valuable our soul is. That Satan wants it, you know, and God is trying to, no, come this way and that way. And it's a fight. Satan does not like this exposure. Truth, because nobody wants to talk about these things because it's too scary. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's too much, right? But this is real. We all die and we all face judgment. A lot of people are going to probably throw this, you know, and say, well, maybe maybe this isn't, you know, he's, he's telling stories, you know. Yeah. I'm not telling stories. This really happened. Yeah, yep. <laughs> this really happened, and, and I'll stand by it till my dying day. I'm ready. I'm ready yes. to stand before my Maker, telling the truth. Yeah, and speaking the truth, and that's that's my, been my heart. I had yeah. to get this, you know. Yeah, speak the goodness of God. This is about the goodness of God. Yeah. you know, even though I'm speaking of hell, this is about the. Goodness. But He's warning. <laughs> you know, He's trying to save us from what's ahead. You know, if we don't change. Yeah, but. You're right. That is the goodness of God, and that's how good He is. So um, let's just close in prayer. So, God, thank you so much for uh, this morning that we could have in this podcast, this episode, and that we could have Vance on here to share, God, what you've showed him, to share the breakthroughs that he's had, and God, to share that there is victory. There is victory in your name, God. When times are tough, when things, when we lose it all, when we don't understand, when we literally have nothing, God, we still have you. And that's what matters. Because when we die, Jesus, we don't take any of this stuff. No money, no cars, clothes, reputation, God. It means nothing, Father. You mean everything. God, I just pray that the, the words that Vance is sharing would impact somebody's heart who's listening right now. 
that God, that like your word says, that you wish for none to perish, God, but that you would wish us to come to repentance, true change, God, true change, a true change of heart, one that follows you, no more justifying what we what we're doing is wrong no more compromising god we need to stand for truth because it's not worth it god a temporal satisfaction is not worth an eternal judgment god we love you so much uh i just pray for vance and his family uh just bless him encourage um him more speak to him more give him dreams father god and just i just pray he keeps fighting the good fight running the race, and sharing his testimony to people who need to hear it. You're so good. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, Vance, thanks so much for coming on this episode. Yeah, um, yeah I'm glad to have you, man. We did it. Yeah, finally. We did it. <laughs> we did <laughs> I it. I know, right? Yeah. It was perfect timing. So. Perfect timing. So, All right, guys, for those of you listening, um, please share this podcast. Get this out there. People need to hear this. Um, these in, these encounters that Vance has had with hell and just with death and now with and more so with Christ, you know, um, share it, like it, subscribe to it. Um, your feedback is appreciated. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Peace. Yeah.